Hello, I'm Emma Louise Coffey and you're welcome to the Dairy Edge, the Chagas Dairy Podcast. We're bringing you the latest information, insights and opinion to improve dairy farm performance. For part two of our end of year review, I'm joined by dairy advisors Jim Moyles, Kira O'Shea and Shamie Nolan to review the profitability of Irish dairy farms in 2020 and consider how farmers coped with COVID-19. And first, Jamie summarised the milk price outlook from the beginning of the year. At the, at the offset of the year, I suppose things were looking reasonably positive for milk price. There was a lot of optimism out there. Um, people, I suppose, if you look at the, the 2019 Profit Monitor report, the average co-op price was 35.17 cent a litre based on the, the 12 or 1500 people that did Profit Monitor. So. Um, 2019 had, 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 a, had a reasonably good milk price and, and heading into 2020 was looking the same. Um, I suppose then out of nowhere came this little problem that uh, we've come to, to know quite well as known as COVID. And I suppose the, the forecast at that stage uh, put out by the economists, et cetera, was that there was a potentially a 20, going to be a 20% drop in milk price. And but that didn't sit easy with farmers uh, to some extent. And um, there, was, there was a couple of issues, I suppose, that, that concerned them at that stage. And I suppose maybe, maybe we'll talk about COVID later. But uh, one issue was, I suppose, this, this potential drop in of, of, of uh, 20% in milk price, which would, would equate, I suppose, to about six cent a litre coming from where milk, milk price was. Um, now, thankfully, I suppose that didn't materialise to, to any great extent. Uh, we did see a, a, a drop in milk price uh, across the peak months, um, and it varied a bit maybe between co-ops. And I suppose it's, it's when thinking back now, it's hard, to, it's hard to remember exactly how much it fell, but it fell to the order of about two cents a litre, I think. There was a, a number of successive cuts, maybe a little bit more. And... Um, which I suppose was tough at the time because it's never easy to take a, a milk price cut over peak months because farmers will always say that's when their money are made. You're at peak milk and it's important to have a good milk price at, 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 uh, across your peak months. But I suppose there was a sense of relief around that time as well that the, the forecast uh, six centiliter or so drop did not materialize. I suppose looking forward into the rest of the year uh, after that, uh, milk price steadied, and I suppose we all know it has it has rallied a bit. And at the minute, the markets, uh, etc., look quite positive for 2021. But of course, the 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 other aspect that's hanging over the heads for 2021, I suppose, is, is Brexit. And uh, there is a, a forecast seven percent decrease in milk price uh, in a no deal Brexit scenario for 2021, which would would equate to I suppose two to three cents a litre, depending on on. Uh, uh, your co-op milk price at the minute. I'd have to say, I suppose, year to date, milk price, looking at the co-op performance reports and even looking at the Outlook, uh, the Chagas Outlook um, conference there last week, it's predicted that the 2019 milk price will be similar enough, or the 2020 milk price, I should say, would be, would be similar enough to the 2019 milk price on average for the year, you know? And Jim, you have completed uh, figures to a certain point in the year for farmers that you're working with. Can you give us an idea uh, of where costs are at this year and, and maybe reflecting on how they compare with last year? And if you have an indication of, of profit too, you might share it with us. I work with kind of three discussion groups and, and each of the three groups use the Chagas Cost Control Planner to record their kind of farm income and receipts and, and more importantly, it's best their, their, their expenditure during the year. 
so this is kind of obviously used to kind of generate a profit monitor year end. But as an add on to this, in the month of October, we do a kind of a nine month review uh, of the year and we generate a kind of a discussion group report where we examine a, a number of kind of farm costs per cow to the end of uh, September. So this, this is kind of a useful meeting, you know, every discussion group is probably familiar with having an annual discussion group meeting on profit monitor in January or so, but we try to do this as an add-on in October. A lot of the costs, to be honest with you, are nearly in at that stage. We, we, we kind of work off uh, invoice costs rather than payment date costs, you know, so that, that means we're able to benchmark and do a fair comparison. Um, so the first thing we actually look at, Emma Louise, is milk receipts per cow. Uh, and this year to the end of September, uh, for one of the groups, and I just selected one of the groups, there wasn't much difference between item, to be honest with you, but one of the groups, the, the milk receipts per cow to the end of September now was €1,660 Euros this year. And the equivalent figure for the previous year, 2019, was €1,690. Euros. So back about €30 Euros per cow. Um, so I'd imagine, to be honest with you, that that'll probably catch up before the year is out. Uh, last year, the, the total receipts per cow would average just over 2,000 euros in terms of milk receipts, uh, on, uh, milk receipts on their own per cow. And I'd expect that to be at very much at the same level for 2020. So that, that's in terms of the milk end of things. Uh, but in terms of the cost on farms, uh, just on a per cow basis, again, we looked at the, the dairy concentrate. I kind of have a column there in terms of dairy concentrate fed per cow to date. And that was up this year by about 20 euros per cow. So not an awful lot, up 20 euros per cow to about 210 euros. It was 190 per cow last year. So the, the concentrate was up. That's probably a little bit of a reflection on the extra, someone who would have been affected by that mini drought I talked about before. Uh, and uh, But the fertilizer one, would you believe, was back a, a little bit. Now, whether that spread more, less fertilizer or whether the cost of fertilizer was back. I'm not 100% certain to be honest with you, but that was bought back around 25 to 30 euros per cow. So the, the saving on fertilizer kind of canceled out to the extra that was spent on the meal. Uh, coincidentally, I do a column for vet and AI per cow, and, and that was identical in both years at 110 euros per cow for both years. So um, I just said that the, the receipts per cow are nearly the same. The costs are going to balance out nearly the, the same as well per cow. So. I'm afraid it's not really very exciting. It might be even a little bit boring, to be honest with you. But in all in all, we're going to come in, similar to what Shami and Kira were saying previously, very much kind of on, on a par with, with the previous year. Uh, just looking at, um, Kira mentioned about one of the uh, core performance reports. I, I, I have the Arabon one the, up to the end of uh, October, and I just noticed that their average supplier got 32.8 cent a litre to the end of October for 2020. The equivalent price to the end of October in 2019 was 32.1 cents. So, so the milk price is going to be up a fraction, I think, in general. Milk solids will be about the same, uh, and um, it, for, it's it's going to be very much the, the the same as what we had for 2019. And 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 if you offered that to a farmer in the month of February 2020, I think he would have took it with, with both hands. To be honest with you, and and I think it's it's um, a really really positive note as we 
reflect at the end of December? Um, you know, you mentioned it, Jamie, at the start of the year, things were very positive uh, from a milk uh, price perspective. And then things got very dicey. And I, there's, an, there's a lot of external factors at play. Obviously, we can never control our milk price, but we were de- we're currently dealing with Brexit and then COVID on top of that. And I, I guess this, this constant conversation about the fact that, you know, people aren't buying the croissants and the coffees out so that higher end product and and the higher end um i suppose milk products that we sell um as a country weren't in demand and that was going to hit us in the region of 20 percent so you know thankfully we didn't we didn't see that i guess you know moving on to covid and it's um i suppose it's the elephant in the room for every discussion that you have regardless who you're talking to in the year um, of 2020 and I guess you know from a farming perspective you know farmers by and large will work independently and quite remotely but you know COVID did eliminate the opportunities to meet socially and you know farmers are meeting at discussion groups farm events um, you know the co-op for dairy farmers maybe and then I guess outside of that you know whether it's a family gathering uh, a sport a sporting occasion uh, you know going to the mass or pub you know that's the common ones that farmers would talk about they've been missing this year can I get some experience from ye um, I guess you know you're on the ground talking to farmers nearly I suppose every day um, you know to hear you know what the experience has been for farmers and how they've coped this year with I guess a heightened level of isolation and a lack of um, activity we might start with you Kira. yeah so um I suppose from from talking to farmers there in groups we we kept the kind of groups going with with link calls and then we kind of moved over to zoom there the last month so um I suppose for groups it was they they we kind of got to still interact with them that way and then I suppose for the non-group guys we were like I suppose trying to call to them on the phone quite a bit like you know and keep interaction with them over the phone like you know um and then I suppose we were promoting all the the online events and everything that way just to kind of have something for them to interact with you know so yeah like uh, for some farmers um it was isolating but um it overall like I think they were happy because they're able to continue working like you know um and and you know they they said that like you know they're in a good environment uh, they're outdoors and it was healthy you know place to be working and they're they were grateful for all that and um yeah like I suppose um has one 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 farmer did tell me he said that like he one change for him was uh, he had to kind of pre-order for going to the co-op like and he said that he noticed that he reduced kind of picking up little bits and pieces in the co-op and he's he's kind of made savings that way but um like that was probably one change for him as well but um but overall like you know i think um we've done the best as what we can you know with with the technologies of zoom and link calls and and that for for farmers and and trying to keep on the phone to them you know and 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 any further comment from you Shamie in terms of feedback from farmers you know how were they coping with i suppose the conditions that were they were dealt in 2020 yeah look at i'd have to say that now in general I suppose that that, that farmers uh, coped 
very well with it, you know, overall. Now, I'm conscious, I suppose, that there, there are individuals out there that may be listening to this that didn't find it uh, as easy as others. But in general, I'd say farmers coped well. And, and one, one of the things that I suppose that did really help was that you had fabulous weather during that first lockdown. We talked, spoke earlier on about our mini drought, you know, during the month of April and May when we were in, all in lockdown, you know, uh, you had fabulous weather, farmers could be out doing their jobs. And, you know, you'd be talking to lads on the phone and you'd say to them, how are you getting on? Oh, sure, I'm grand, like I'm working away, you know. They, one big thing that for them was that they could go and do their work. The weather was good. It wasn't affecting them from a work point of view, as opposed to maybe some other people who were involved in other office jobs or whatever, who were locked up in a house and, and, or in an apartment above in Dublin or someplace like that and couldn't get out at all, you know. Uh, they were out and about and they were moving. Yeah, they were meeting less people. Uh, less interactions and you know one thing that we did notice I know I definitely noticed anyway uh, was that when we did get back to the on-fire meetings is that the attendances at the groups for that first meeting were were, were very very high because people were, were looking forward to getting back and, and meeting some of their their friends and 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 uh, neighbors as well that they might not have had to really be talking to in a, in a, in a long time uh, we we suppose like like Kira has said we moved into in, in April, we, we were lucky, and I was lucky in that I had the on-farm meetings out of the way in March before lockdown came. We moved to link calls in April, and then into May, June, July, we were doing the Zoom calls. Yeah, the Zoom calls were fine to a point, but I think farmers were Zoomed out, like a lot of us, you know, after a while, and that there was meetings left, right, and center coming at them. Everything was gone online. And we, I suppose, as a, as a country, and that we took a... a I suppose a couple of generations of a leap forward in terms of technology uh, that we never thought we would be dealing with uh, at the onset of the year. But uh, I suppose farmers embraced that as best they could, but the, the Zoom calls were fine and that we, you were interacting with farmers, but it was, I, I found it anyway that it was a lot more difficult to get interaction out of them back and any kind of discussion going uh, for various reasons. Uh, uh, through through those meetings and look at there's no, at the end of the day there's nothing to replace the on farm meeting you know and farmers realise that now too I think after after the, the their experience with Zoom and 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 the other on, online platforms we also I suppose picked picked up uh, stepped up a gear in terms of communicating with farmers through WhatsApp and all other sort of messaging services and you know it was it was a means of getting information out there to farmers where we could uh, at all possible and. It, it, in, it worked well, like, and it, and it continues to work well and will continue to be, to be used going forward as a quick means of getting information out to farmers. Um, but overall, I suppose, uh, Emma Louise, I'd have to say that uh, farmers seem to cope fairly well with the, with the whole situation. The, the other point I suppose I want to make is that they had two big worries, I suppose, really. The one thing was that the co-op price, or that the milk price, was, was this 20% drop in milk price going to fall? And the other thing was that would the milk be collected, you know? And I suppose uh, credit has to go to the processors and the lorry drivers out there who kept the thing going through the whole lot. There was no big breakdowns anywhere. And I don't think there was any milk not collected in the country, which is a, was a big relief to, to farmers out there. I think that's a, a really interesting point, Jamie. And absolutely, it was maybe not so much discussed um, at length in Ireland, but there was an undercurrent of worry for farmers. I suppose particularly when we saw when we we saw across other countries 
where there was, you know, dumping of milk or, you know, spreading it on the land, whatever way you want to call it. But, you know, if, if you were falling into that category, you know, you were dealing with a lower milk price and then potentially no milk price or no milk check coming in the door. And and absolutely, um, you know, a lot of people might forget about the, the various people who are calling into the yard and the volume of people who are indirectly involved in your particular dairy farm. But, you know, that milk truck pil- pulls up every second day and, you know, sometimes they come in the middle of the night so you forget all about them. You're not necessarily interacting with them. But there was a huge um, effort there. And I suppose particularly at peak, you know, that real crunch time where, you know, regardless of what's going on, that's always a difficult time of the year in terms of there's a huge amount of milk and um, I guess factories and the processors are, are at total capacity. So, you know, that that's an, a, um, a really good point and something that I guess, um, you know, luckily didn't cause additional stress for farmers. I, I suppose to you, Jim, anything different that you would have seen um, across your farmers? Yeah, yourself, Kira, and Shamey have covered off a lot of it, to be honest with you. Um, I think, like, just to put things in perspective a little bit, uh, uh, my own opinion is that farmers wouldn't have been affected to the same extent of other sectors. Maybe maybe that's fairly obvious to be saying that, you know, other small businesses and the, the service sectors, you know, they had to pull down their shutters and close their businesses for periods of time, you know, the, I think in the pubs, restaurants, hairdressers and that, you know, they, they, they were really uh, have suffered the most. And uh, and I take Shami's point, you know, maybe some of your listeners are going to have, have lost loved ones as well. And, and I'm not running it down, but from, from a farming point of view, a dairy farming point of view, yeah, that price collapse that was kind of talked about, that never materialized, which was a, which was a big a big plus um and and you know at the time there was talk that you know that clients might be coming to advisors to need help with kind of business plans or loan restriction loans if if this price collapse happened but thankfully that that didn't happen i certainly didn't have clients coming to me with applications to restructure loans which which can be a good which is only can be a good thing um i had a, a no stribble here but you covered it fairly well but but to me i think dairy farmers say oh a big debt of gratitude to their co-ops and, and and i know you covered it off pretty well collecting and processing every litre of milk that was reduced across the country that's a, a job in a tall order in any year given the seasonality of production in this country and and plants at peak capacity so I, I think maybe a bottle of whiskey or something to your lorry driver wouldn't go astray this year. But they're not the only people coming to the yards. You know, the AI technicians with the COVID came in there in March or so, and, and you know, we're heading soon to the breeding season. But there was fears that AI technicians wouldn't be able to call or, and, and, and the likes of vets and that type of thing. But uh, no, the, I haven't heard of, you know, of, I didn't hear of any cases where AI, AI technicians weren't able to do their job. So I, I think there's a big debt of gratitude by, owed from the farmers to, to, to the people uh, the, the service them um so i just want to say that and they may be going to more kind of mundane things that say the likes of the discussion groups and that, that we're, we're working here with um normally we'd meet kind of eight or nine times a year on farm we'd have a couple of meetings indoor during the winter of course but this year we've only got to meet five times on average on uh, with with, with uh, groups this year so we're well back we're only at about half the number of on-farm meetings and um you know, the, 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 the GA used to have a tagline for inter-county championships a few years ago that nothing beats being there. And it's very much the same applies to discussion groups. You know, it's, it's uh, you need to be on farm. Look, 
um, we were making the best maybe of a bad hand where we were dealt with, with COVID, but there's nothing like if you're going to be talking about grass, talking about cow condition, talking about facilities, you know, it's been out there on, on the spot, on the farm, you know, a lot of farmers, you know, from the hosting discussion groups, they're like, they're proud of the stock that they, they have on their hands, they're, 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 they're happy with their facilities and, you know, it's an opportunity at discussion group meetings to show off those uh, you know facilities and stock uh, to to their, their peers of farmers in their discussion groups because generally with the numbers and groups we're probably only getting around to group members every second year so that was you know free farmers felt uh, the loss of that big time look we we worked with zoom uh, and you know that was all great for the first couple of meetings but a novelty kind of wears off after a period of time and you know we know like internet's not fabulous across the country and it can be very frustrating for for farmers when they're trying to to, to engage in a discussion or, or with other people and and the volume was breaking up and 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 it's intermittent and, and that you know so look i, I, I don't want to be over negative about it there's plenty of positives in terms of what we could take maybe from the COVID lockdowns, you know, I suppose there's like the Zoom that I mentioned there, it give us it did give us a form that we could stay in touch on, on a monthly basis. We, we replaced the on-farm monthly meeting with, with a, a, a Zoom call. So it, it, that, that kept people in touch. Um, I suppose if I was to pick a couple of other things, maybe out of shame, you mentioned that the, the, we've all upskilled a lot on, on technology, farmers included, but, uh, you know, maybe opened our eyes a little bit into the future. I, 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 I kind of question. I queried a few or sorted a few discussion group members for their AGMs, and people said about the Zoom. Maybe we could use it for a greater opportunity to bring in outside experts and researchers that would be that wouldn't be able to commit maybe to come to a discussion group meeting on farm, but they could take half an hour, forty five minutes to join the group. Uh, you know, maybe you know somebody coming up from Moor Park or coming down the country. You know, the the day we we could avail of that maybe going forward a bit. Um, I also like. We, we did derogation courses online there in November, December, and, you know, surprisingly enough, farmers can gauge it very well, and, and, and the, the, the experience of using Zoom probably for discussion group meetings kind of stood to them, and, and they made those the derogation courses work an awful lot better. Um, I suppose not just for discussion groups, but, you know, Chagas events in general had to go online. We, we see an awful lot more webinars and even the, the, the dairy conferences online this year as well but the, the likes of the grass 10 virtual open days being online it actually there's a big plus there and it makes it more available to people that who wouldn't normally be able to, for whatever reason make the time or get away from their farms to, to to see what was going on now now all these things are recorded by the click of a mouse they can they can tune in at a time that suits them to to, to view the the webinar or podcast or whatever you know so that that has to be a big positive and 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 Jamie mentioned it about you know the use of WhatsApp I know dairy advisors around the country and and other Chagas advisors kind of put an effort into making kind of educational short videos and posting them on YouTube as well you know so we've kind of learned to adapt with a little bit and trying and getting messages out there so. It's not all negative anyway, you know. There's definitely some positives to be taken from it, you know. So I'm, um, I suppose, there with with the link calls and the zooms, and and uh, that we were kind of being worn out with them, and it's something that like we decided to do, and I kind of created it with with the host farmers, so we kept the host farmer there for the monthly meeting and we kind of there was just an example there of like one of our host farmers wanted to discuss his calf housing and feeding and his own farm routine uh, with the calves and um, so 
we were all in lockdown and we couldn't get out to the farm so we um that host farmer just took little snippets of of his daily routine and of his facilities on farm so um he sent them on to me then and i put it all together and um that then created discussion for the discussion group meeting and um, the next day so it was great to have like the host farmer um it was it was like we're still on farm but it was just done virtually like you know um and like you know the host farmer and all the other farmers were able to interact more and because they had actually seen something from the farm like and like we did the same then which um when we're discussing chlorine free like you know and <clears throat> like we weren't able to go inside into the parlor or into the into the dairy or any of that so like um pre pre the meeting we we videoed everything there and we had it on the whatsapp and everyone is able to look at everything through the whatsapp with their handout and with their video and out in the field we discussed um this topic of chlorine free as well and then like I suppose um, it was great, like when the lads saying that, like when we were out on farm, everyone was able to meet socially distanced and everything that way. But um, then when the next lockdown came, we we kept the focus of having the host farmer, and like we got um, the host farmer to take photos of his cows, of like different body condition scores. We got farmers to take photos of their grazing conditions pre and post. Uh, their silage results and just different bits and pieces like that so then I was able to put them in and farmers could actually still see stuff related to the farm and they were able to put that into the whatsapp like you know so I thought that was you know just something there that was able to kind of keep farmers in touch with each other as well you know. It's interesting, guys, we're, we're in uh, year three of the Dairy Edge and this is our third annual review uh, despite the year that 2020 is and you know the the I suppose the negativity associated with COVID this has probably been our most positive um, review to date in terms of all of that's been thrown at dairy farmers during the year you know profitability is going to be really strong on dairy farms and I think uh, I suppose to wrap up on, on your point Jim dairy farmers were not badly affected and that echoes something that we actually discussed on, on the podcast back at the height of the lock, the first lockdown with Kevin Toomey, a dairy farmer. You know, he, he said the same thing, you know, inside the farm gate, things worked away as normal. Day to day life was unaffected. Um, and I think, you know, a, a really positive year. Um, you know, you all mentioned we're all zoomed out and, and farmers are definitely in that category as well and hopefully things will return to normal um, as you say nothing beats being there and it would be great if we could get out consistently on dairy farms for our discussion groups in 2021 thank you Kira, Jim and Shami that's it for this week's episode of the Dairy Edge podcast and my thanks to Shami Nolan Kira O'Shea and Jim Moyles for joining me on this week's show don't forget to rate, review and subscribe to the podcast. You can listen on Apple and Google Podcasts as well as Spotify. And for more information, go to the Chagas website at chagas.ie. I'm Emma-Louise Coffey and join me next time for your Dairy Edge.